We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Week four is upon us. That means another week of NFL DFS. Ryan and I will be breaking down the slate, all positions, all price ranges, uh, all stats, all games, all coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday morning DFS version. I am Scott Jenstead. Joined as always by Ryan Balanji on Friday mornings. Ryan, how are you this morning? Yeah, I'm doing good, Scott. Thanks. Uh, interesting slate we got here. Uh, really only one one marquee game and then a bunch of low total ones. Um, I guess I'll, I'll let you break it down. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing well. I had a tough week last week. I had... Uh, David Montgomery as my highest owned running back. I decided to eat that chalk and, you know, he got injured right away, scored one point or something. And of course, Khalil Herbert comes in and goes crazy. Uh, but yeah, and then I had a lot of Amon Ra and a lot of Diggs who both ended up with snowflakes, I believe, next to their name on DraftKings. So it was a tough week for me. What about you? Uh, I was uh, same as same as week two. I was uh, profitable, but very uh, just kind of a small profit in DraftKings. Um, I had one really good lineup, and I had, I played two main lineups. I had one really good one and one kind of stinker. So uh, yeah, I, I'm just kind of like yeah, I need to get that good lineup into a great lineup. I've just had a couple, uh, you know, a couple snowflakes you call them uh, hurt me, but uh, yeah, you know, I'll take uh, I'll take small profit, small profit, small profit until you hit a big one. It's just kind of kind of the goal here. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good, but uh, not great, but but good. So I'm uh, I'm good with that. So. Yeah, this slate is interesting. We've got we lose a game because we got a London game, which apparently uh, someone on this podcast is attending, and it's not me. So uh, you're looking forward to that. You must be looking forward to that NFL game in London. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Uh, kicks off a few hours before before the main slate starts, so yep. can play some some showdown lineups. They got some pretty big showdown contests for that London game. It'll be cool. I've never seen an NFL game in London before. I've never been to this new soccer stadium that it's at before. So yep. yeah, looking forward to it. That's uh, that's awesome. Is that that's where is that where Arsenal plays? Is that what you're saying? That is where Arsenal's biggest rival, Tottenham, plays. Ah, okay, gotcha. So, um, you know, yeah, still important if you're an Arsenal fan. So it'll be interesting right. to check that out. 
So you feel like you're walking in enemy territory, even though it's a little not, bit. Definitely. Not a, not a, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, and it'd be a fun game. Minnesota and the Saints, two uh, two pretty marquee franchises. Um, you get to see Jameis throw it around to the maybe to the wrong team, but uh, you get some Chris Olave in there. That should be a, that should be a fun game. Seeing Jefferson in person, all that. That's uh, uh, as far as London games go. Usually it's uh, it's kind of a stinger, but that's uh, that's a decently fun matchup. Yeah, you know, I was excited for it for those reasons that you just said, and then now it looks like. We might get Andy Dalton instead of Jameis Winston. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I guess I so, guess that's fair. I did see the note this morning. I saw a picture of Andy and walking around. But hey, either uh, yeah, either either way, it'll be a good time. But so that game is uh that game's off the slate that we're talking about. So there's 12 games on the main Sunday slate that we'll be breaking down. Uh, obviously, no Miami and Cincinnati from last night, and then Kansas City and Tampa Bay, an interesting Sunday night game. And the Rams and Niners are on Monday night, and I'm, I'm thankful for another week where uh, I don't have to talk about the 49ers because they're on the uh, they're on the primetime game because last week was utterly revolting. Yeah, they were tough to watch. I mean, I, honestly, too, I, I see those games and I think about you now. Like, man, <laughs> it's the tough season because you know it's it, we're only three weeks in, and just three weeks ago, like it was such high hopes for the yeah. Niners and. And yeah, two two brutal losses to not very good teams and weird games and uh, yeah I, I try not to tweet and vent too much during games but last week got to be a bit too much I just when Jimmy stepped out of the back of the end zone I was just like I'm, I'm kind of over this but yeah I think you know if there's a silver lining at least people will know that Jimmy's not the answer now yeah and there and the other silver lining their defense is freaking awesome like their defense is really really good I know they gave one drive people are like oh well they gave the drive at the end of the game lose the game I'm like yeah they get they get nine points all game like let's not uh, let's not be too crazy yeah, Russ made a couple plays you're never gonna keep them down the whole game but anyway let's jump out of this slate for week four nobody wants to hear me rant about the 49ers or talk about the uh, the Warriors preseason game in Japan last night because I can do that if I wanted to <laughs> also uh, twelve games on the slate nine early three late so it'll be uh, one of those weird slates where it's really imbalanced uh, there'll be three games on the late slate uh you mentioned earlier it was a good tease uh not a lot of high totals on this slate we only have one game that's over 50 so i'm going to kind of uh drop our our high total over under to 47 and, and go talk about games above that we've got the bills and ravens is 51 you mentioned marquee game i assume that's the one you were talking about uh really fun game over under there's 51 two good teams two two of the three or four best quarterbacks so far this year lamar and josh allen have both been awesome uh and we've got uh, the other games over 47 we have Cleveland and Atlanta. Not exactly what we would have thought to start the year, but a fun game. Uh, it's, uh, you know, this Atlanta team uh, doesn't play a lot of defense and plays some offense. So that's a good mix for us in DFS, 47 and a half. And another game that we probably didn't expect uh, three weeks ago to be a high total game, Seattle and Detroit, uh, 48 also. Um, obviously, the Bills and Ravens is the is the, the clear marquee game, as you mentioned. Of those other two games, do you have one that you're like, I really want to try and uh, try and get some stacks in this game? Is there one of those games that you're really uh, going to think you're going to attack a little bit? Yeah, well, I might have had a different answer, but we just found out that Amon Ross St. Brown is out, so yeah. might have to reevaluate that. But, you know, the, those those spots are interesting because both Detroit and Atlanta have just been great spots to target for DFS, both yeah. them and their opponents. And, you know, yeah, they look like not games we would have thought to be targeting, um, but they are the second and third best or second and third highest total games. Um, I don't know. I was leaning towards the Atlanta Cleveland game at first because I just think there's a lot of pieces in there that are good. Mariota, Pitts, London, yeah. and then Chubb as well. And even in Joku, uh, when we get to tight end, but now Detroit, like with Swift out and Amon Ra out, like 
all those Detroit guys are cheap. Seattle's a really good matchup, and Seattle has some good runbacks with receiver with both of their receivers. So I like both those spots. Um, and then just to touch on that that first game, um, yeah. So that game has the two highest priced quarterbacks, the highest priced receiver, and the highest priced tight end. So <laughs> arguably, it has the yep. best players at every single position besides running back. Yep. And it has the highest total, so it's going to be very popular. And, you know, rightfully so. So, you know, you can stack that game and maybe try to get different elsewhere. You can fade that game, too, um, because there's some other spots to, to target that we'll talk about. I don't know. To, tell me about Atlanta, Cleveland or Detroit, Seattle, though. Did you have a lean between one of those two? Um, I was uh, I was leaning Seattle, Detroit, but I, I, the Amon Ross St. Brown news uh, about 10 minutes ago uh, definitely changed that up because he's like the he was the obvious like, oh, I just play him. You can play even either in the run back if you want to play Seattle or obviously with golf. So I'm going to have to you have to reevaluate a little bit there, figure out who your other guys are. We got some DJ Chark. I do like TJ Hawkinson with with Amon Ross out. I think he's like he kind of takes up that role of like the security blanket that, you know, Jared Goff is has had a good completion percentage, but not, I mean, and he's, he's had some good moments, but he's still not, he's still not, you know, attacking you deep, attacking, stretching the field. He's still going to want that, uh, that quick, short passing game. And I think maybe Hawkinson kind of, uh, kind of feeds into that uh, a lot better with, with Amon Ra out. So it'd be a, but it's a big loss. I mean, he's been, he's been one of the best receivers in the NFL the last, you know, you take the last six weeks of last year and the first three weeks of this year, he's been, uh, you know, among the elite head receiver, um, even though you don't really think of it as the name, but uh, it's uh yeah, that's a tough loss, and I I mentioned to you before I have him in the NFFC prime time, so it's gonna be a tough uh, tough spot to replace too. Uh, you know, my uh, my best receiver is gonna be that'll be uh, that'll be a little bit tough. I do have AJ Brown there, but uh, you know, Amon Ross has been awesome. Um, we have a couple of games in the middle, and we have a lot of games that are low totals. We're gonna fire through these really quick just so we kind of get them on the, on our mind. But um, the Bears and Giants is thirty nine this week, a really low total there. Um, some other really low ones: New England and Green Bay. Um, you know, matchup that you know looks good on you. Just kind of flash through the screen like, oh, the Patriots and Packers. Then you realize that Mac Jones is probably not gonna play. We got Brian Hoyer, I believe, if you believe Bill Belichick with his one word answer, sound like he's gonna play quarterback. Uh, the Jets and the Steelers are forty one and a half. Washington and Dallas is 41. We've always got Cooper Rush in there, although and there's a lot of talk on Twitter. Maybe not that that's not that much of a step down from Dak Prescott. And then you got uh, Tennessee Indies 43, Arizona Carolina 43 and a half, and the Chargers in Houston are 44. Um, obviously, on a slate like this, we've got uh, what's that? That's seven games under 45. You're going to need pieces for some of these games. Not where you just avoid all these games. You know there are and there are pieces here and there. But as I was flipping through here, it's hard to uh, it's hard to stack. You don't want to probably don't want to stack in these games, but they're definitely uh, more of a more of a one off or two off kind of uh, games for me. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't really want to force like full stacks in any of these games, but yeah, maybe small stacks or maybe just one offs or two offs from some of them. Um, what do you think about the Eagles? Because you know, Jacksonville's been pretty good, and Jacksonville's defense has been pretty good, but the Eagles have just been great on offense. Hurts and Devontae Smith and Goddard went off last week, A.J. Brown too. So stacking them up like, could be interesting. Um, Jacksonville, you could maybe run it back with a receiver. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. So I think that spot's kind of interesting in terms of stacks. But, yeah, other than that, I don't really want to stack any of these other games. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, the Eagles are really fun right now. I mean, if uh, if Jalen Hurts could have thrown the whole second half last week, who the heck knows what that game could have ended up as. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that, I think that's the game that I like there. I just – it's hard to find uh, – it's hard to find really guys. I mean, you could think about Chargers in Houston. That, that totals 44. But 
it's hard to really get invested here just not knowing what Justin Herbert is looking like right now. It's just uh, yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't look right last week. The office didn't look right. Keenan Allen's – it's not like he, he walked off with a trainer yesterday. So, uh, again, I don't think he's going to play again. So, I just uh, – it's hard to figure out, uh, you know, who to get behind right here. Yeah, I was going to ask you about about your Chargers too. I thought maybe <laughs> – Maybe my my, my, my Chargers my Chargers and my Niners is not been yeah. a good not been yeah. a good start for teams that I I I like I'm a I'm a Niners fan I just like the Chargers but it's uh it's been ugly yeah but it's been ugly so far you're right um but they'll be sneaky sort of because of that like I yeah. don't think really anyone's gonna stack the Chargers for the most part and it, you know they're they're kind of tough to stack too but if Keenan's out that makes it easier I don't think it'd be crazy to. You know, play Herbert, Mike Williams, and Everett, and then run it back with. And you don't even have to go Cooks. You could go Damian Pierce. You could go Nico right. Collins. It, I don't know. It's a stack that not many people will have, probably. Yeah, and, and Nick, uh, Damian Pierce actually looked pretty good last week. Uh, you know, I think he actually like the stats were. I think he was twenty for eighty. If I'm, I don't have it in front of me, but um, I think he was twenty for eighty, and it actually looked the part. So I think that's. I ended up playing him in a couple of lineups. Uh, uh, so that actually kind of works pretty well, but. Um, yeah, I just, as we get through, I think we'll talk about more, you know, one-offs and two-offs in that range. And let's, uh, we might as well, uh, might as well jump in, but first a note from our sponsors at Bro Throw. Have you ever bet on sports with your buddies? Bro Throw is the only sports betting platform that lets you bet directly with your friends. And Bro Throw doesn't take a cut of every bet. No fees, no juice, no middleman. Bro Throw is not a sports book. You bet on sports directly against other users with no juice or vig, which saves you a ton of money over time. Betting $11 to win $10 stinks. With BroThrow, you bet $10 to win $10. BroThrow offers a hassle-free sign-up process that lets you in the action in seconds. You don't have to deposit money on BroThrow either. Instead, you pay other bettors directly. Throw out your first bet and go to BroThrow.com slash R-O-T-O and use code ROTO. That's R-O-T-O. BroThrow is free to sign up. Cut out the middleman and start betting on BroThrow. That's BroThrow.com slash ROTO. So Ryan, it's interesting. Um, I uh, it, it, chalk plays, kind of the boring plays. The guys you think are be the most pricey. There's a couple that like way jump out to me at running back, and there's actually none that jump out to me at receiver. I like a lot of receivers, but there were no like, oh my god, everybody's gonna play this guy. But let's talk about quarterbacks here first. It's an interesting week because we have the we have the three elite at the top here. We've got uh, we have Hertz, we have Josh Allen, we have Lamar Jackson. For our purpose, they're essentially the same price. I think they're 82, 83, 8,400, but essentially the same price. Um, and then there's there's Kyler Murray kind of stuck in this weird mid seven range. And then nobody else is higher than 7,100. So it's one of those weeks where you either play one of the top guys or you pay down. Among the top guys, do you think one of the three will be, you know, really highly owned compared to the others? Do you think they'll kind of all kind of eat from each other and be around the same? What do you think happens with these three guys at the top? Um. <clears throat> I don't think one will be like crazy more popular than the others, but I do think Allen will be the most popular and probably Lamar will be the least popular. Um, you, at least, think, you think Allen just because he's in the highest total game and just kind of people are going to want a piece of that game? Yeah. And I, I just, I think people like rostering Josh Allen more than Lamar Jackson. I mean, they just do. They just, they, they just do. Um, and the, the projections that I'm looking at have Allen like quite a bit higher than Lamar. I think people are, surprised and maybe uh, surprised by how good Lamar started and maybe yeah, it's been awesome. especially, in, especially, especially passing too. Yeah. Especially passing. Um, and then I know, you know, after week one, it was going around, you know, that Lamar's fat now and he's not going to run anymore. And the last two weeks he's rushed for over a hundred and a touchdown. Um, so yeah, I think that, you know, Lamar's a pretty good tournament play because he'll be uh, the least popular of those three. 
Uh, you're right, though, for cash games or just an optimal build, I think you either want to go all the way up or down. So yeah. probably to Josh Allen, but I don't know. That might be tough. Maybe it'll be easier if we get some value, uh, which we'll talk about later. But I think uh, people will go to Mariota again. Um, yeah, I, I do. I do, too. Um, I actually really like Jalen Hurts in this range. Um been a top four quarterback all three weeks. I usually the, the key for me is like usually it's like, well, you know, he has this rushing yards and he as long as he gets that, he's good. But uh Jalen Hurts had 20 yards rushing last week and still put up a huge week. He was 22 of 35 for 340 and three touchdowns. And a lot of that was in the first half. I think he had close to 300 yards passing early on. Devontae Smith went off. Um, putting AJ Brown in this offense has just opened up so much stuff. He, obviously, AJ Brown is so good, but you know, it makes Devontae Smith get single covered, makes Dallas Goddard get single covered. They just have they have so many weapons. He's got some running backs he could throw to at the back. But I just think this offense is really dynamic right now. They're home against Jacksonville, and uh, I think Jacksonville, the Jacksonville defense has played well. Um, they haven't faced a lot of great quarterbacks, but they played well. Um, they're, I think they're. It's a weird week because there's there's only one game that's over a seven point spread all week. It's Green Bay against New England, and there's only one game that's over a five point spread. As I was going through picking games, uh, you know, for some pools, I couldn't believe how close every game is projected to be. But uh, so I don't think I don't I don't put I don't think I don't put Hurts in that like oh well you know maybe they just run the ball the whole second half. It's not usually who they are. Um, so I really like Hurts this week. I think that uh, it's a, it's a possible argument against Allen. Um, I like that, uh, especially if you're going to stack some receivers and come back with someone on Baltimore. But uh, I like Jalen Hurts a lot this week. I think he's my favorite of the three, believe it or not. Yeah, I like Hurts too. I, I, he's been really good, really good this season, much better than I thought. And I, and, and um, looks the part too. Like you watch it, it's just not a guy that's just like hitting big run plays. Like he, you can tell he worked on his passing a lot this offseason. It's a lot better. Yeah, he, he does. He, he definitely looks the part. I've, you know, so much so that I had bet Josh Allen uh, MVP before the season started. And then before last week, I had to put a little bit on Hertz just, <laughs> just as a little bit of a hedge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Jacksonville, Jacksonville's been okay and their defense has been okay. You're right. They haven't really played anyone, but their secondary is not the greatest. And I, I saw some, some stuff on Twitter this week that makes it look like a really good spot for AJ Brown, especially. Um, they just don't have anyone for AJ Brown. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, it's a good spot for, for Hertz and Philly. And that, that game is not going to be as popular as uh, Buffalo Baltimore. That was my thought too. I do. I do like in the most of this three, um, we look at, uh, you know, popular plays. I think running back is interesting because there are two guys that literally jump off the page this week. Uh, uh, and they're both cheap and they both, uh, they both require the person in front of them being injured. Uh, we've got Jamal Williams, uh, home against Seattle as a, uh, a home favorite, you know, Detroit's like a four and a half point favorite. I, they may, they may shift a little bit with Amon Ra, but I don't think he's going to move the line that much. He's 6,100, uh, no Deandre Swift this week. And then we have the guy you mentioned earlier, Khalil Herbert. He's 5,700 at the giants. Obviously, this depends on David Montgomery not playing. I don't think he's going to, but we don't know that for sure yet. Um, these two guys seem to jump up the page as value based on injuries. Uh, I have to think both of them are really highly rostered this week. Yeah, um, Jamal Williams definitely will be. Um, like you mentioned, Swift is expected out and now Amon Ra out. And it's just a good spot for Detroit at home against Seattle with a pretty high total. Uh, Herbert. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like David Montgomery is going to play. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't think he'll be that popular just because, I don't know, I, I think 
people won't really have faith in it. It's not like that cheap. And also Josh Jacobs, I see is like popping in some of the proje projections at 5,500 in that range. And there's some other guys that we'll talk about too. So I, I don't know. I think, I think most of the ownership will go to Jamal Williams. And if you're playing cash games, just play Jamal Williams and, yeah. and move on. I, I think, I think you're right. I think Jamal Williams will be more, will be more popular. I mean, he's, he's obviously gets all the goal line carries anyway. And now with Swift out of he'll obviously get those. Uh, I think Herbert's gonna be a little bit higher than, uh, than expected. Then if, if Montgomery's out, he has to be ruled out. Um, but I mean, he looked, he was 20 for 157, two touchdowns last week. I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of buzz out there that he might be the better player than David Montgomery. I think there's a lot of people that like Khalil Herbert anyway. Um, and just a great matchup. The Giants are giving up 5.6 yards per carry to running back. Like they've been getting thrashed in the run game. Uh, yeah, he's not like, you know, 4,800, like super cheap, but 5,700, I still think, I think there's gonna be a lot of teams that are going to just stick in Jamal Williams and Khalil Herbert, and then kind of figure out their lineup after that. Yeah. So do you, I guess maybe you like, are you trying to sell me on Herbert? What do you think? Are you going to play him this week? I think Herbert's a stud actually. I actually really like him. I, uh, I liked him as a, you know, someone you can get in these season long leagues and, and hope that did Montgomery, uh, you, know, you know, you never hope for an injury, but hope that, you know, he gets playing time. Yeah. Um, I really like, I think, I think Khalil Herbert's a better runner and then Jamal Williams. I like Jamal Williams spot better, but um, I think they're pretty close for me and like who I'd rather play. Uh, I think Williams will be more popular. I do. Th I do think that, especially you know, you know, home against Seattle. But man, at the Giants, I think it's a really nice matchup. Um, I, I really like this play. I, I know it's the Bears' offense which is a problem, but he's going to get touches. He's going to get the ball. They don't throw the ball a ton. You know, I think this is a game that stays close. I don't think the Giants are you know built to blow anybody out. They don't have any receivers left. Sterling Shepard, uh, unfortunately, out for the year with his torn ACL. Um, you know that freaking turf at uh, at MetLife Stadium just gets another. It just uh, gets another uh, victim there. But um, I like Herbert almost as much as Jamal, and I like him a lot more than Josh Jacobs. Okay, you yeah, you legitimately sold me. I definitely like him more than Jacobs. And while I like Jamal, I mean, you know, how can you not like Jamal? Yeah. I will probably fade Jamal in you know a good portion of my tournament lineups just because he's going to be very popular, and I'll take a chance on some other running backs in that range. And also because, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but um, we've seen Swift out before. And when you think Jamal's going to get everything, you know, Detroit likes to use a few more running backs. So it's not going to surprise me if something like that happens again. So, yeah, I know that you sold me on Herbert. I, I like that. I just like him as a player. And when I can get someone that I like as a player that finally gets, you know, gets his spot. I mean, it's the Bears offense. So you, who the heck knows? But I, I really like it. I like the matchup. You know, Giants is not good against running backs. So I like Herbert a lot this week. Um, I like him. Yeah. At the price and the owner and the roster ship, the ownership, I think I like him a little bit more than Jamal. But uh, there'll be some times I play both too. I think that playing both, uh, eating a little chalk and then getting different everywhere else can, can work too. Um, we're going to talk a lot about receivers lately. There's a lot of receivers I like. But is there anybody that jumps out to you is like, oh, everybody's going to have this guy this week? Because I really didn't see that this week. I didn't really see like a a chalk obvious. There's a lot of guys in the sixes and, and high fives that I do really like this week. But is there anybody you think that like everybody's going to have no matter what this week? Um. In the in the sort of top range and mid range, no. But at least at least before the Amon Ra St. Brown news, everyone was going to have Richie James. Yeah. Um, with Sterling Shepard out, and this is just assuming Kadarius Tony and Wandell Robinson are out. They haven't practiced. I don't know. I don't know what those two guys do actually. Yeah. Um, like they're supposed to be uber talented. I don't know if they're right. the doghouse. I don't know if they're hurt. It's a weird weird situation there. With their, I mean, with Shepard out, those guys have to play at some point, right? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, you would think so, but like just, you know, assume with, with Shepard out and let's say they don't play and we've got Kenny Galladay who's been relegated to sort of third receiver. Um, they've been starting this David Sills, I think his name is, and then Richie yeah. James. Richie James has actually been pretty decent. Yeah. He's caught 14 of his 17 targets this season. Yeah, and I mean, if he's the number one receiver for 4K, um, yeah, he was going to be pretty popular in cash games. Now, with with Amon-Ra out, one of these Lions is going to be popular. Yeah. Maybe even, I don't, I don't know, like probably just one of them, but I see Reynolds had 10 targets last week, and... He's 4,600. Uh, you know, I kind of agree with you. I think, I think Hawkinson gets a nice bump with, uh, with Amon Ra out, but yeah, Chark and Reynolds are interesting too. Uh, but yeah, Richie James will still be popular in cash, assuming Tony and Wandale Robinson are out. You think, uh, you think James will be more popular than Romeo, Romeo dubs and in, in green Bay off the big game. Yeah, and I'm Dubs, not is saying, 40, Dubs is forty five hundred. Am I saying I said Dubs, right? I think it's Dubs. You know, I've I've been questioning myself too, still sometimes, <laughs> but I think it's Dubs. Um, you know, I'm not around as much Packer talk as I normally am right. li- living here in London, but yeah, I think it's Dubs. Um, yeah, I think James. I'm not saying James is the better play, but I think he'd be more popular just because he's five hundred cheaper. That Packers receivers are sort of weird they got a bunch of them there and james you, you know he's gonna be in there it's a weird spot because we got what, what did we say it was the second highest total game and both number one receivers are out if you want to call sterling shepherd the number like the top receiver for each team is out it just opens up a lot and you have the top running back out for one of the teams too it's just a uh it's a weird spot where there's gonna be some points this game we think i mean maybe with these guys out that total starts to creep down a little bit we don't get as many points but uh you know, I don't think either of these teams are playing a lot of defense either. So it's uh yeah, it's it's an interesting, really interesting game now that we've got all these injuries. Um, what about real quick, uh, just when we're talking popular plays, is there anybody on tight end that uh, jumps out to you that everybody's gonna have? Do you think people will pay up to Mark Andrews at seventy one hundred? Do you think everybody's gonna just come back to Kyle Pitts now that he's cheap again? Uh who do you think the most popular tight end is, is this week? Yeah, I think Andrews and Pitts will be popular. Um, I think Hawkinson is gonna be popular now. Me too. Um and you know, David Njoku was going to be semi-popular just coming off 10, nine catches on 10 targets last week. And the fact that he's playing against Atlanta, people like targeting Atlanta now. But yeah, I think it's going to be Andrews, Pitts, and Hawkinson if I guess if I had to pick three. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's about right there too. I think uh, and I think Kyle Pitts looked good last week. Finally, five for eighty-seven and eight targets. Uh, Mariota missed him on a bomb too early in the game. It would have been a huge game. Um, Atlanta didn't throw it a lot last week, so it was kind of a weird game. But uh, you could tell that you could tell the squeaky wheel was in play there after the press conference. You could tell they they were pretty focused on getting Pitts uh, more uh, more action than he got uh, prior to that. So before we get into our, our quarterback receiver stacks, we have a question in the chat. Um, does Chris Olave get a downgrade this week with Andy Dalton? Uh, not on the Sunday slate we're talking about, but obviously for other leagues we can answer it. Uh, I think he gets a pretty decent downgrade. I think that the key with Jameis is that Jameis will force balls into tight spots, will take shots downfield. And I think Olave is really benefit from that. I really like Chris Olave, um, but I like uh, as in a fantasy world, I like Jameis Winston as, as his quarterback. Yeah, spot on. I think a guy like Olave suffers with Dalton instead of Jameis. Jameis is like the exact guy you want for for Olave, willing to take chances, throw it downfield. I mean, Olave is so physically gifted. Yeah, you know, I worry that Dalton might dink and dunk it around with Michael Thomas and 
whoever else. Well, that it's funny you say that because Michael Thomas is just ruled out too, so he's not playing. So there's a oh, okay. uh, there's a little. I we, we both didn't really look at this game very much because it's not a slate. But uh, you're going to the game. Um, yeah, I think he gets a downgraded quarterback and then maybe a little bit of bump up because of no Thomas. But uh, I would call it a slight downgrade this week uh, with Dalton. Yeah, slight downgrade, but maybe it doesn't matter. You know, if Thomas is out, they're banged up at running back. Like he's just one of their best players, so Dalton's going to throw him the ball no matter what. Like yeah. still, still might be a decent play. It might be some three-yard passes, but uh, we'll see what we get. Um, uh, what about uh, what about game stacks? We got uh, you know we got to put some quarterbacks together with receivers and tight end. Um, what's your favorite game stack of the week? Uh, we'll just start at the top. Uh, you know, the, your favorite one. So I mean, I don't want to say this Buffalo Baltimore game, but I mean ba- Buffalo that's, that, Baltimore. That, that's my that's my too. So go ahead and say because I think that, it's good to talk about. It. I mean, it's just let's talk about the it's the highest total game. Figure out how we want to play this game. Okay, so like it's just the best game. Allen and Lamar and Hertz are the best QBs. We know that they have huge ceilings. Pick whichever side you want. Um, Diggs is the top receiver on the board now that we don't have Cup and Jefferson and Chase and Tyreek. And like it's pretty clear that he's better than Devontae Adams for the same price. So I mean, you're looking at the top quarterbacks, the top receiver, and we mentioned Mark Andrews, the tight end. Um, now they're all expensive. So yep. can you jam them all in there? Yeah, you can. I mean, there's going to be some value now if you look at some of those Detroit receivers or Richie James or a Packers receiver. Um, We've talked about some running backs that are cheap, too, even chalky ones like Jamal and Herbert, maybe even some guys cheaper. So this stack is doable. Now, I'm going to try to at least get a little different. So this week, I'm willing to maybe go to Gabe Davis instead of Stefan Diggs. Davis looked healthy last week and he led the Bills receivers in snaps, you know, which sort of lets you know that he's healthy enough. Um, We've seen big upside performances from him. So I'm going to play some Gabe Davis. And then if I stack the Bills or even if it's even the Ravens, I might include Singletary uh, in there after he had 11 targets last week, nine catches. Um, it's just, it seems pretty clear that they're going to use him in big games and in big spots, just like they did last year in the playoffs. So yeah, if I stack this game, I'll just look for little ways to get different like that. What about you? Yeah, I, I like the Gay Davis play. I was just a little worried that he he aggravated his ankle in practice yesterday. That there was a clip uh, this morning that Sean McDermott said he's on schedule to go. Um, there was a clip that he kind of like made a cut and kind of came up a little bit limping, but I think he looks okay. So uh, I just want to make sure that he's actually good to go. But I do I do like that uh, I do like that play a lot. I think that's a good way to uh, get a little bit uh, different in this game. I mean, I, I think Allen and Allen Diggs is kind of the, the the most popular stack, the the best stack. You mentioned you mentioned you mentioned the receivers. We we got no uh, no cup, no Jefferson on this slate, so it's like. The top end is a little bit uh, a little bit weaker than normal. Um, th- the Bills game last week was so weird. Did I read that right? I think they ran ninety plays and Miami ran thirty nine. Is that? I think that's crazy. If I'm not exactly right, it was close. It was. It, I mean, Allen threw the ball sixty three times last week. It was. It was wild, man. I wonder, you know, how much of that Singletary's eleven targets because they threw the ball so much. Everybody got a piece of it, but the Baltimore ba- pasty is actually sneaky. Not been good. They're allowing. Uh, they allowed ten point ten point oh yards per attempt to New England last week of all teams. Um, so they, you know, their pasty is not one that I'm. Uh, I'm really worried about. So yeah, I think this one. It's the kind of the most obvious one. So let, let's jump off it. What about if we're getting uh, getting a little sneakier? You want to move off, uh, move different somewhere than, than Buffalo, Baltimore. Where else are you thinking about going? Okay, there's one that looks pretty easy to me. Um, and I made the mistake of not pulling the trigger on Nick Chubb uh, two weeks ago against the Jets. And then this week again now, 
he's not going to be as popular as some of these other guys, especially Saquon. I mean, we'll talk about running backs a little later, but Saquon's going to be the popular option in that range. Uh, so I don't mind maybe starting with Chubb and then stacking Atlanta, Mariota, London, Pitts. Uh, maybe you don't even do Pitts. You could go Chubb, Mariota, London, and Joku. Um, you can stack All that right. game a bunch of ways. Um, and the guys in it are pretty cheap except for Chubb. And then Chubb isn't going to be as popular as some of these other running backs. And we know he can score two touchdowns. I mean, he, he leads the NFL in rushing yards. The Browns lead the league in attempts. So it seems like a pretty good spot for him. And he's not going to be too popular. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, Mariota's been pretty decent. He's a top 15 quarterback in two or three weeks. He's obviously 5,600. He's cheap. Uh, he had a rushing TD in weeks one and three. He was 11.4 yards per attempt against the Dallas. We actually played a really good, efficient game. And the key, I think, with him this week is we probably get no Miles Garrett. He had the car accident. And Jadavian Clowney is, uh, is still questionable, too. So, like, if neither edge rusher is playing in that game, suddenly that opens up a lot for Mariota. That Cleveland defense can be scary when they're all healthy. But you take away those two edge rushers, I think they're a lot, a lot less intimidating. So I do like Mariota, too. So you took the one that was kind of the, the easier one here. Um, am I crazy with this, this other one? Uh, if you're looking at these games, you're breaking it down. Geno Smith is 50. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> 5,400 Geno Smith uh, leads the NFL in completion rate, Geno Smith. I know he doesn't throw a lot of uh, crazy passes. No, no Jameis here, but he's a great matchup this week. Detroit has given up a top 10 week to all three quarterbacks they've played so far. And the thing I like with Geno is like he has really good receivers that you can stack it with. He has uh, DK Metcalf. He has Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett has been especially good the last two weeks. He's about $1,000 cheaper than Metcalf. So, I really like Lockett. The run back, um, you know, I was like, oh, just running back with St. Brown. But obviously that's not going to work. You can run him back with Jamal Williams. If you think maybe that Detroit runs Seattle passes, you can run him back with TJ Hawkinson. You could go really cheap and do a DJ Chark or, uh, you know, one of these other, maybe one of these other cheap uh, Lions receivers. Um, I really think this game stacks up really nicely. You can go, you go Gino with a receiver. You're running back with it with a cheap line. You have a lot of money to spend after that. So I probably, if I do it, I probably pay up for Saquon or I pay up for uh, Jonathan Taylor. We'll talk about receiver running back in a second. But like, I like the Gino stack in the lineup where you can get different everywhere else. I think a lot of people are going to play Herbert and Jamal Williams. So you know, give me a give me a stack where I can pay up and running back get an edge every. If you want to play, if you want to play Chubb. We'll talk about Austin Eckler. We'll talk about some of the running backs. I think there's a lot of guys that you could pay up for at running back that will be less rostered than normal just because there are so many cheap options at running back this week. Yeah, I just can't believe it, but I like the Geno Smith too. I mean, I, I, just, I can see us next week being like, "What the hell are we doing, Geno?" But I, I think it plays. I think it lines up really nicely, and the fact that Mariota's there makes it so like not everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, I'll just play Geno at fifty four hundred." Like you just play Mariota right there. So I think that takes a lot of the a lot of the uh, attention off of uh, off of Geno. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm not just saying that either. I, I wrote up uh, this stack for my article. I picked the Geno Smith stack as my love favorite it. stack from that game. So I'm, I'm on it too. Um, I think I mentioned last week, I was sort of half joking that Geno Smith might be better than Russ uh, for this, <laughs> for these receivers in terms of DFS. I don't know that it's that far off though. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you. The stacking him with Metcalf, and or lock it you could do both running yep. it back with jamal or hawkinson i mean it's just perfect it's it, so cheap and you is. know people just people aren't going to want to do it even though it's uh, the second or third best spot on the slate so i'm with you um yeah we might be you know sort of complaining about it next <laughs> week but 
it seems fine to to take a chance on. And Seattle is really is really passing a lot too. They were actually a fast team last week. They were kind of slow for some ways. They played pretty quick last week. They threw the ball a bunch. You look at like charts and they're like their first down passing is higher than most teams. It's very weird because for many years we're always like, dude, let Russ throw the ball. And it's just like it's so it's uh yep. It's it's very interesting. Last quarterback I wanted to ask you about before we jump on to running backs. So I think running backs are a really interesting position this week. Um, we talked about the elite three at the top. We talked about, oh, we could pay down for a lot of options. Talking about that then, does that mean that nobody is owning uh, Kyler Murray at 7,600 and Justin Herbert at 7,100 this week? Are those guys going to be completely complete afterthoughts? Complete afterthoughts. Yep, you're right. Does, no that, make, one... does that make you want to try and do something with Kyler this week at, uh, at you know, 4% roster ship? Um, I'm not going to do it, but it makes sense at that roster ship. Yeah. And I mean, there's some guys on Carolina, you can run it back with their receivers are real, really cheap. Now we'll probably talk about them later. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it though. If anything, maybe I could get to Herbert if Keenan Allen gets ruled out and stacking becomes easy in that game, but I don't know. I'm just not really trying to force, force those games, I guess. That's that's a good answer. I just saw it and I was like, "There's nobody's going to click Kyler Murray." I mean, you're right. Like these are the the guys that are entering 150 lineups. Like they're definitely going to have exposure to that game. And you know, if you're playing the largest field tournaments, the three dollar tournament, the Millie Maker, um, then yes, those type of stacks they're they're best for those tournaments. More people, you know that. I, I agree there, and it's it's a pretty easy stack. You just play Hollywood Brown, who had what, 17 targets last week. You come back with EG, either DJ Moore or whoever you want to play over there. I just think, I mean, I think you're going to, Kyler is still a stud for fantasy. He's been bad NFL wise, under 6.0 yards per attempt in all three games, but he can run for two touchdowns. Like, there are ways he can get a really high score. I just think that when he's so close to that elite three guys, I just think, I think nobody's going to play him this week. Yeah, you're right. Let's jump into running backs. I think it's an interesting spot this week, but first a note from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Hey, football fans, get your jerseys on and your tailgate snacks ready. That's right, NFL season is back, and so is your chance to score tickets with Vivid Seats. Download the Vivid Seats app or visit vividseats.com to see your team's schedule, compare tickets, and secure your spot in the stands. As the only ticketing company with the rewards program, Vivid Seats is the winning app for NFL fans just like you. Earn credit when you buy 10 tickets, then cash it in to catch more games all season long. With Vivid Seats, or with tickets from Vivid Seats, you'll go from watching the game to being part of it. Go to vividseats.com or find us in the app store to browse unbeatable seats. We will see you in the stadium. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So we talked about uh, the cheap running backs already, Ryan. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, there's, a, there's there are easy ones there with, with Herbert and Jamal Williams. I want to talk really quick about this top range. We got Jonathan Taylor's price down this week to 8,800. McCaffrey, who is, who knows if he's going to play, he's missed practice the last couple of days. They said today is truly questionable. 8,700. Derrick Henry off a pretty good game last week, 8,300. Saquon, 8,000. Love Saquon this week. Uh, Nick Chubb, 79. Austin Eckler, uh, who has been bad for fantasy this week, flat out bad. Uh, he's got a lot of passes caught the last couple of weeks, but no touchdowns yet. He had five yards rushing last week. Uh, what do you do in this top range? If you do something we talked about, the Mariota stack, the Geno Smith stack, you got some money. Uh, where are you going to go with this top range uh, if you have something to play with there? Yeah, I think Saquon. I think I'm with you. Um, he's just looked really good. He's looked healthy again. Um, they're using him a ton. He's going to catch passes. With Sterling Shepard out now, it just like means he's going to catch even more passes probably. Yep. Um, you know, favorites against Chicago. It's a good matchup. You can see him going off in this spot. So I like Saquon. If I'm going to go all the way up, I think I would go Taylor over McCaffrey. I don't know. I just, I want to see it from McCaffrey, uh, you know, with this new offense and after his injury. I just feel like Taylor hits the ceiling more often than McCaffrey. I, I could be wrong. It's just, That's just my feeling. But yeah, I, I would say Saquon probably number one and then, Taylor and then Chubb, like I mentioned, uh, maybe opposite Mariota. What about you? Uh, yeah, we're pretty much on the same page. Right? I really like Barkley and I really like Taylor this week. I think that the price is a little bit down on Taylor. We've seen him in the nines, 8,800. Um, back-to-back quiet weeks, too. He still had 24 touches last week, but it was not really efficient. He was 21 for 71. The only thing that concerns me is this offense is a mess. I think Matt Ryan is absolutely cooked. Uh, he's just He looks terrible. So the only problem is, like, I assume Tennessee will stack the box, but Jonathan Taylor's so good. I think he can figure it out. But I'd go Taylor, but I love Barkley this week. The Bears have allowed 4.9 yards per carry so far this week. Uh, he leads all NFL running backs in PPR fantasy points so far this year. He's number one just over Chubb because he catches more passes. You know, he had four catches last week. He had the big play. And he's like, every time he touches the ball, it's a chance for, for a big play. And he looks, he looks back. That burst is there. Um, so I love that, too. Uh, I want to talk to you about Eckler real quick. He's seventy seven hundred. He's 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 getting uh, you know down uh, downgraded price a little bit. Now Houston's allowing five point three yards per carry. It's a really good matchup. He's missing some offensive linemen though, especially Rashawn Slater, who's like their stud offensive left tackle out for the year. Um, Joey Bosa's out for them too. They're they're a mess right now. The Chargers and the Niners just have a ton of injuries. Um, Eckler is thirty two for eighty rushing on the season so far this year, which is just gross. Um, you know, we don't know if we're getting the goal line carries. Sony Michelle's been in there. Uh, what does one do with Eckler seventy seven hundred? Are you gonna are you gonna get you're gonna get in before uh, he hits a big one, or you kind of you gonna you want to see it happen first? Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I think I'm yeah. just gonna stay out on Eckler. Um, 
I assume you're going to do the same. Um, I saw I the make- I, I saw the price and I was like, boy, I need to get in on this. And then I saw Saquon was right there. We get the guys below him. Um, yeah, you yeah, know, I, don't think so. I know 7,700. Yeah, we see the price and it's cheaper for Eckler. But in general, like still kind of expensive on yeah. this slate. And, you know, if you're rostering Eckler, you're not getting anyone above him. I mean, you're you're wanting him to score 30 fantasy points. And, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen if he's not getting goal line carries. He's going to have to catch a bunch of passes and, like, maybe catch a long touchdown. Yeah. It just it doesn't seem like they ever want to use him as, like, a workhorse. Yeah. I know it's a good matchup, but I'm I'm not going to – I'm not going to yeah. do it. Four carries last week is just brutal. I think the offensive line issues uh, get me – I'm concerned there too. So uh, what about the mid-range? We've obviously talked about uh, William, Jamal Williams and um, and Khalil Herbert already. Uh, what about other other guys in this range? Uh, you know, I've got Javante Williams at 6,600, you know, split and carries the Melvin Gordon. James Robinson uh, off the uh, the miracle Achilles surgery apparently looks better than ever at 6,400. Uh, Damian Pierce, you mentioned earlier. What do, you, what do you like in this range? If you wanted to be – uh, you're playing in a tournament. You want to be able, maybe get a pivot off Williams or Herbert. Is there anybody in here that you, that you really like? Yeah, yeah, there is a, a couple guys. Um, one I'll mention for basically the same price as Williams. I think it's a pretty good spot for A.J. Dillon. Uh, you mentioned that Packers, I think they're the biggest favorite now. Um, they are. They're, yeah, they're 10 point. They're easily the biggest favorite. It's uh, yeah. It's- um, you could just sort of see them leaning on the run game in the second half, especially if they get a lead early. It's one of those where Taylor could rack up points in the second half, get in the end zone. Um, the Packers, they're quick to rest Aaron Jones too in those spots, and they leave Dylan in. Um, he could catch some passes too, and he's going to be sort of less popular, definitely less popular than the other guys in this range. So I don't mind Dylan. And then there's another guy cheaper. Um, I was going to ask you, so this guy in the same matchup at the end of last season rushed for 170 yards and two touchdowns. Would you, would you be interested in, in that? I'm going to need to hear the name first, but I'm, I'm intrigued so far. <laughs> okay. The name is Rashad Penny and he gets a matchup against the Lions defense who we like to target. You know, he had 15 touches last week. And I'll just say, you know, he rushed for 170 and two. I believe it was in January last year. So there's got to be some good feelings. That was just, that was just, you know, a few months ago. I don't know, 4,900. I think, I think I could take a shot on Penny for 4,900 against the Lions. Yeah, I think the thing I like with Penny most is his usage last week. Uh, he had uh, he played 49 snaps, 14 carries, and a, t- a receiving t- or a receiving catch. I just don't know what they're doing in this offense. I don't know what Kenneth Walker's role is going to be. Um, I really like that play though. 4900 is is really intriguing. I had, I'll admit that I kind of just slid by that because I was looking at Geno and the receivers, but uh, I think that's a uh, I think it's a really good play. I think 4900 is a really good price for that. You mentioned the he went crazy in last year. He had three huge games back to back to back. Um, I was surprised they went, didn't use him as, as if they used him so little. They did the first couple of weeks. I mean, he had six rushes in week two against the Niners. He had twelve against week one against Denver. I know they're trying to get other guys acclimated. Travis Homer, I think, is out for the year now, or at least out for this game. So maybe maybe a the four headed monster goes down to three and he gets more work. But uh, I'm a little bit worried about workload. But I think at four and a hundred, you're always taking a risk, and I, I do like that. I think it's a really interesting play. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm worried about it too. It's definitely risky, but you know, what if? What if the Lions without Swift and without Amon Ra, you know, what if they really struggle and the Seahawks yeah. sort of 
control this game. You know, you can see it happening like that. And then Penny could end up a pretty good play. Yeah, I I like that one. Uh, you stole my other one. I really like AJ Dillon this week. I think 6,000, everything you laid out. I think that they, if, they, if your game script goes as, you know, Vegas thinks it's going to go, I think the key is what you said. They'll, they'll rest Aaron Jones. They don't really don't like to ride him a ton when they have leads, and they don't mind handing it off to Dylan and kind of letting him mash it up the middle. Um, I like a chance. I like the chance for Dylan to have a you know a bunch of yards and a couple touchdowns. So I think at six thousand, it's a really good play. Like you mentioned, nobody's gonna nobody's really gonna go there just because Herbert and, and Jamal Williams are so easy in that range. Yep. Nice. Glad we're on the same page with that one. Yeah. And I, I do like Damian Pierce at fifty six hundred. I think he's playable this week. Twenty for eighty last week. Two catches, twenty one <laughs> yards. Could be a tough game script if the charter, you know, the charges are favored by five, I think. Um, it's like the third biggest favorite, but uh, I don't know that I trust the charters to really blow anybody out right now. And I think that if Houston's smart, um, you know, using Pierce to kind of keep this game uh, in, in in a workable range is a pretty good idea. Yeah, I like Pierce too. I had a little bit of Pierce last week, same as you. And then, you know, if Josh Jacobs is going to be popular and he he's going to be relatively popular, like I mentioned, I'm with you. I'm just not on the Jacobs train. So yeah, I like Pierce for the same price there. Cool. Yeah, I do too. So I, I like that. I like, I like him more than Jacobs also. Uh, I think I kind of, you might, you might get me from Penny over Jacobs too. So I think, uh, I think I probably won't play much. What's Josh Jacobs. Uh, let's talk about receivers. There's a lot of receivers to play this week. with a lot of guys in the mid range, but first to note from our sponsors at monkey knife fight. Football is officially back on monkey knife fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they've got plenty of that too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. It's just easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com. You'll get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. So, Ryan, we've got uh, we got expensive receivers all over the place. We mentioned no Jefferson and no Cups and no, like, elite, elite guys, but we got Stephon Diggs. We talked about 8,400. Uh, Devontae Adams, 8,300. Amon Ross St. Brent is out, so that one's gone. Uh, A.J. Brown, though, 7,400. Pittman is 7,200 for the Colts, and Mike Williams is 7,000. Um, I want to ask you about Devontae Adams first. Uh, you're the Packers fan. Obviously, he's on the Raiders now. He had a monster first game. ton of targets all over the place. He scored the last two weeks, so he scored like nine weeks in a row or something, but two for 12 and five for 36 last couple weeks. Derek, uh, Derek Carr, I always mess that up, has, uh, has really struggled. The Denver D is tough. Uh, I'm finding it hard to play Adams A300, but maybe that means everybody else will be lowly, lowly rostered. But it's so hard with Diggs at the same price. I just, I'm just i having trouble getting behind the Raiders in this game. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm having trouble. Uh, I, think, I think I got a little bit fooled uh, by what happened in week one. Um, I think, everybody, I think everybody everybody got fooled though. I mean, look, he looked like old school Devontae. And they were gonna feed yeah. Him. Like, I, I, just... I mean, I just I think I got a little bit fooled into thinking that uh, it was just gonna be sort of like that every week, or at least similar to what it was with Aaron Rodgers. And it's right. just you know, Derek Carr is not Rodgers, uh, obviously. Um, they play, you know, that offense is struggling. It's a new offense. They're playing a little bit slower. They have other weapons. Uh, this is a pretty tough matchup, too. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really getting there either. And you mentioned that maybe enough people will be off of him. Um, and some will be, but not enough. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, he's still Devontae Adams. He's not like crazy expensive you know we're used to seeing cup 9900 jefferson 9300 we don't have those guys so people still will play adams i'm with you like i've just got to play digs over adams at this point 
Yeah, and the guy that I really like in here is actually, you mentioned A.J. Brown earlier. I want to hear, I think you like him this week too. But 7,400, uh, I mentioned before, you know, this offense is just rolling right now. He has 20, tar- 20 catches in three weeks. He has eight-plus targets in every game. He's rolling right now. I know Devontae Smith was the star last week, and I'm fine playing. I like Devontae Smith too. We'll get to the mid-range receivers. But A.J. Brown at 7,400 was my favorite guy this week, over 7,000. Him and him and Diggs, I mean, Diggs, Diggs is just pretty obvious. But among these other guys down here, I like him more than Pittman. Um, I like him more than Mike Williams, who scored last week. We only had one catch. Uh, obviously, no St. Brown this week. I think I think A.J. Brown, 7,400 is my uh, my play in this range. Yeah, I'm with you. I love A.J. Brown, and he's not going to be, like, crazy popular. Um, like, not at all. Most A lot of the, a lot of these guys are going to be more popular than him. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's catching a long touchdown this week. Maybe oh, I'd like to hear that. Advice. Yeah, I, I, Brown for sure. Nice. So let's talk about the 6,000. I think it's the most, one of the most fascinating ranges on the whole slate. I love this range. There are three or four guys in the here that I really, really like uh, between six and 7,000. Uh, what are you looking at in this range? Who, uh, who, who are you finding yourself kind of gravitating towards? Yeah, I, I really like this range too. I mean, just starting at 6,000, um, Deontay, Deontay Johnson projects pretty well. Yeah. Uh, double digit targets in every game so far. And now, uh, Pittsburgh's best matchup of the season at home against the Jets. So Deontay looks pretty good. I, I know I mentioned on an earlier podcast that I was didn't really want to roster him with Trubisky, but his salary's down now. Yeah. Ton of targets, and it's just a great matchup. So yeah, I, I do I do like Deontay. Um, one other guy I'll mention, uh CeeDee Lamb. Again, like you took I, I you took you took two of my three. That's pretty oh, good. Okay, nice. so I didn't uh I wasn't sure that I'd be talking about CD Lamb much with with Cooper Rush in for Dak uh but man Lamb is clearly their top weapon and 11 targets 11 targets 12 caught that important one-handed touchdown last week in 6700 um not that bad of a salary and when we don't have like these top top receivers uh, yeah, makes someone like CD Lamb look even better. So, I like him. I I really like the price on CD Lamb this week. He's sixty seven hundred. Um, you look at the, look at the two games with Cooper Rush. He's seven uh, what seven for seventy something, and and then eight, eight for eighty seven touchdown last week. What I like is that he bounced back so well from the drop last week. Like that drop was so bad on Monday night. Everybody saw it. It was probably a touchdown if he beats that last one guy, and it was like a perfectly thrown ball and he just and he came back he, he fought back he was you could tell he's pissed off came back had a great long catch that had the great one-handed touchdown i really like the bounce back um washington's allowed 8.9 yards per target to receivers here i think it's a really good matchup to exploit here and he's just their guy like michael gallup's not fully there noah brown you know gets targets but see lamb is the is is the main guy in this offense right now um i just like i think the price is just great at 6700 i love deontay too i mean deontay scares me trubisky the targets aren't good but there's just so many of them that at 6,000, I agree with you there. But the other guy in this range I really like this week, I think we're going to get a little bit of a, a Russell Wilson bounce back this week. I don't think I want to play Russ, but I like his receivers this week. So Cortland Sutton, um, and let's start, he's only 6,400. He's still pretty cheap. He has 11 and 10 targets the last two weeks. He was, what, 7 for 122 in week two. He was 8 for 97 last week. So even though Russ hasn't done a lot, Sutton's been really good the last couple of weeks, especially in a PPR format with 15 catches. Um, you know, you wonder if this game maybe gets a little bit of back and forth. I don't trust the Raiders a lot, but I think that, that we may get a, little, a few more points this game than, than we think. But 6400 for Sutton is a price that I am uh, I'm willing to pay, and I'm going to have him in a bunch of lineups. Yeah, I like Sutton this week. Uh, this range is loaded. It I is. mentioned 
Gabe Davis could bring some leverage for tournaments. Um, and I wouldn't roster someone like Davis unless you're playing Allen or stacking that game. Um, one other guy. Oh, um, I know it's 5,900. I got to mention, though, Tyler Lockett because he's yep. going to be pretty popular. Um, 11 target, nine catches on 11 targets in back to back games and in a really good spot against Detroit. So he's going to be popular, but DK Metcalf is not going to be that popular because he's $900 more. So I think that's a pretty good tournament play, too. Yeah, I do too. I think there's a lot of talk this week that Detroit struggles against slot receivers. So maybe that makes Lockett better. And Jeff uh, Akuda is really good on the, on the edges playing Metcalf. But Man, Metcalf's a beast still, and I, I think that uh, I think everybody that plays the receiver this game is going to play Lockett. You save a thousand bucks, and he's been better. Um, you know, nine for one hundred seven and nine for seventy six on, on twenty two targets the last two weeks. He's been really active with Geno. Um, I think I kind of I kind of lean DK too, just to be a little bit different, I, and I'll find the money elsewhere. But I uh, I like DK for a big game this week. I think I'm going to play him uh, either with Geno. I think playing him without Geno is, is workable too. You mentioned Lockett at fifty nine hundred. Other guys in the fifty five thousand. I mean, Devontae Smith jumps out fifty eight hundred. Large bounce back after week one. He was he had the, he had the, the goose egg in week one. Everybody's freaking out because AJ was huge and he didn't do anything. But seven for eighty in week two, and then the monster game last week, eight for one sixty nine and a touchdown. Um, it was huge first half for for him with with Hertz. So I like that. I mentioned uh, I like the, the the Denver receivers a bit this week. That includes Jerry Judy. Um, he he missed a couple really big plays last week against the Niners. Um, Chavarius Ward had a really good breakup, like at the last second to get a ball away that that would have been a big play. And then Russ missed him another big one. Um, so I think that at fifty five hundred, I think he's really talented, and I think he's he'll be involved. Um, again, if he's kind of like the Lockett Metcalf thing, you got the guys in the same office that are separate. I like Sutton a lot, but if you want to save a thousand bucks and use the money elsewhere, they drop into Judy works also. Yep, I agree with all that. Like Sutton, but I like Judy too. Yeah, uh, I think and, I think I think Denver bounces back a little yeah. bit on offense this week. Yeah, you know they've they've hurt me quite a bit so far this season. It's um, been—I mean, last week was ugly until the last drive. The Niners' defense dominated them. They had like eight three and outs or something like that. It was crazy. I agree with you on Devonte Smith. Uh, He's just, he's not going to be that popular. Uh, yeah. and, and he's just really good. Like, it's, yeah, and under 6,000 for with a good quarterback with an offense that's rolling. Um, like, it's hard, it's hard not to like that. Probably 1,600 less than AJ Brown, which I love AJ Brown, but 5,800 for Smith's a really good price. Yeah. And it just seems like, you know, his ceiling and someone like Judy, you know, is much higher than yeah. a guy like Cooks or, you know, a guy like Cooks who I've, I've tried to play the first couple weeks. You know, maybe it's just not a good idea to be trying to play the expensive Texans wide receiver. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I have my my list here. And I didn't bold him, but just, I mean, he was two for 22 last week, seven targets. I just don't love this pass offense right now. Cooks will always be involved, but man, I think that, I think that, like you said, I think the ceiling on Lockett, Smith, and Judy is just so much higher right now. Yeah. I mean, even you got Curtis Samuel there who, 10 targets for the third straight week. Yep. Uh, I guess he only had nine in, in week two, but he had a rushing attempt. Um, price keeps going up, but, you know, that's more of a cash game type play. Um, yeah, down in this 5K range, DJ Chark is going to be pretty interesting now with Amon Ra out. For sure. Uh, that's, you know, 10, 12 targets for Amon Ra every single week he's been getting. So now, you know, there's 12 targets for... These other receivers, Chark is the deep threat. Uh, so maybe he gets one or two more looks. 
Yeah, and he has he has 18 targets the first three weeks too. It's not like he's you know an afterthought that we're just sliding in there. And five thousand, um, you know, wide receiver one in a game that they're probably going to throw a little bit. You think the Seattle's probably going to score against the Detroit defense? They're going to. I think Chark will be pretty popular at five thousand. Yeah, yeah, you're right. These, yeah, he'll end up being popular with with Amon Ra out now. So under 4,500, real cheap guys. We talked about Romeo Dubs. I think we both like him. We we both think that Richie James would be popular. Is there anybody else down here that you think uh, you think you may uh, you may shift to between besides those two guys? Um, yeah, if I'm stacking the the Eagles game, uh, Zay Jones caught ten passes last week on eleven targets, and he, he had nine targets in Week One. He has the same exact target share as Christian Kirk, uh, and he's he's forty two hundred. So I don't mind running back in Eagle stack with Zay Jones. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you have anybody down here? Zay Jones is my answer. So that was, uh, I didn't. Okay. I, didn't I got a different, sorry. I got a different question for you then just a little do bit it. higher. Do it. So talk to me about your boy, DJ Moore, who's now 5,300 and uh, also Robbie Anderson, 4,700. I People, some people seem to like this spot against Arizona and now these guys are cheap. Man, did you see DJ Moore's interview yesterday? I didn't. Like there's some quote about like he wasn't getting passes because he wasn't getting open and his face was just like he didn't want to say what he wanted to say. And oh, he kind of like yeah. he kind of like just skirted around it, but his, his face had to look like, man, you've got to be. Yeah, I saw somebody referencing that. Okay, I mean, yeah. come on. Uh, he's got six targets each game, but like, how do you get DJ Moore six targets? He has one catch for two yards. Like clearly, there's some bad quarterback play in there. I don't. I love DJ Moore. He's he's now uh, what'd you say he was fifty three hundred? Is that what you said he was? Yeah, fifty three. I mean, that's so cheap for the talent here, but man, this offense is an absolute disaster. I, I if you want to play DJ Moore, uh, I love DJ Moore. Everybody knows I love DJ Moore. I he hasn't had more than forty five yards yet. I just I think there's other like I just I have a hard time clicking him over Jerry Judy or Devontae Smith this week in the same range, um, yeah. or even even DJ Chark below him. I just I need to see it first. I love I love more, but I just hate this offense right now. Yeah, I'm with you. Unfortunately, I love more, but ah, no. If you wanted to get really different down here, the one other guy I think is intriguing is is George Pickens at 3800. We know the talent is there. Um, he had seven targets last week. The targets are not great in this offense with Trubisky, so I get if nobody wants to nobody wants to use him. But one of these weeks he's going to hit a big play at 3800. I think nobody will have him this week with with Richie James and Zay Jones and and mm-hmm. Romeo Dubs down here. So uh, off the target bump, I think that Pickens is a little bit interesting, but. Um, again, playing tying yourself to Trubisky is uh, is always a little bit scary. Yeah, uh, no, I I agree with you though. I I had Pickens highlighted down here under 4K for the same reasons. These, there's other guys that are going to be relatively chalky, and yeah, this is like a spot where you could maybe target Pittsburgh and be okay with it. So I I do like Pickens. So at tight end this week, I feel like we've hit a lot of them. We talked about Mark Andrews when we are talking about Buffalo and Baltimore, 7,100. We talked about uh, TJ Hawkinson. He's 4,100, no Amon Ross St. Brown, so he becomes really intriguing. He's only 10 for 82 on the year so far, but like we said, I think that Goff's going to need that. You know, who do I hit for eight yards right now? I think that, you know, changes from St. Brown to Hawkinson. Uh, you mentioned David Njoku at 3,700. Uh, anybody else at tight end you like in here? There's one name in here that I really like, but I want to see, I want to see who you like uh, maybe in this four to, you know, three to 4,000 range. If you, you don't, you don't want to play Andrews, you don't want to play Waller, you want to save some money. Where are you going this week? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll name one more. Definitely. You know, the guys that you just mentioned and that we talked about, 
I like quite a bit. Like I like yeah. Hawkinson quite a bit now. I even don't mind Njoku in this spot. And then of course the guys above him. So I do like these cheap guys. Um, I wouldn't, I don't mind Goddard uh, with Hertz and maybe even another receiver. He got in the end zone last week, but it's hard to like Goddard, you know, over these other guys. He's just not seeing the targets. Um, so I'll name one, one guy for you though. Uh, and Robert Tanyan. Um, he saw seven targets last week. He's getting healthier. You know, Rogers doesn't have Adams, obviously doesn't have a number one receiver. He likes to look for the tight end. Tanyan's going to catch some touchdowns this, this year, 3,500 pretty cheap. Um, I don't know. What do you got? What do you got for me? Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting one there for sure. And obviously, I, I didn't mention, but I, we obviously like Kyle Pitts at 4700 It's just really cheap. The only There's two other names I want to mention here. I, I think I'll mostly have Pitts and Hawkinson, but uh, there's there's a guy at 4700 same price as Pitts, who's had double-digit targets the last two weeks. It's Zach Ertz in Arizona. He had uh, he had 11 targets in week two, eight for 75. He had 10 targets, uh, six for 45. He's been like just missed in the end zone a couple times too. I think that Kyler – really looks to him uh, when they get in the red zone. Um, if you want to be different down here, I think that Pitts, uh, Pitts and Hawkins will be way more popular. I think Goddard will be more popular. I don't think anybody wants to touch this Arizona offense right now. Um, if I, I think that the Kyler, Hollywood Brown, Zach Ertz stack is will be 0% rostered, mm-hmm. and I think it's actually an intriguing uh, spot from a talent and matchup aspect. I know that uh, Carolina's been pretty decent on, on, on defense, but uh, I think Ertz is a standalone play if you want to you know, kind of pivot off pits. I think he's a really good play this week. Anytime you get a tight end getting double-digit targets, I'm, I'm kind of I'm intrigued. And, you know, he went to Stanford, so I like him anyway, so we're good there. Uh, my only other guy down here, way down, if you want to punt. It's hard to punt this week because you got Njoku at 3,700. You mentioned Tony at, at 3,500. But uh, 2,800 on the Giants offense, Daniel Bellinger uh, had uh, four for 40 on five targets. Uh, he had five targets the last couple weeks. He's played 40-plus snaps each of the last two weeks. He's really involved right now. And I think that the Giants are looking for anything receiver-wise. Sterling Shepard's out. You mentioned um, the 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 clown car of Kadarius Tony and Wondell Robinson. We don't know if they're hurt. We don't know if they're in the doghouse. We don't know what's going on with those guys. When Tony plays, he plays nine snaps. Um, they need pass catchers right now. And Bellinger's involved. He has some targets the last couple weeks. He's 2,800. If you want to punt this week, I think Daniel Bellinger's my punt play. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, yeah, they just have no one. Yeah, no uh, one. I, you, we love situations where they have nobody because someone's got to catch passes. Yeah. Definitely. And he's 2,800. Uh, just one thing I just noticed, I don't know. I'm not saying I would play him, but uh, Conklin, he caught eight balls last week. I, I think he's the, I think he's the, the number three tight end in PPR scoring so far. This I year. mean, behind, yeah. behind Andrews and uh, Andrews and, and I clicked on him. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyways. Uh, I'm a little off on Bellinger. The targets were last week, by the way. He only had one target before, but he, the snaps already. He had 42 snaps. So uh, he had a touchdown that week. That's why the scoring was up. I thought he had the targets. But uh, I still think just in an offense where there, there's nobody there's playing, uh, I think he's interesting. He's only 22. Maybe he's a raw guy, 6'6", 255. He's a big guy. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Conklin. I was looking at PPR scoring, and it was like, Andrews, Kelsey, Conklin. And I was like, what the heck is going on here? But uh, my only issue with Conklin is I just don't know what the situation looks like with the Jets changing quarterbacks. Yeah, week. no, I, I wouldn't. I would not. Uh, we didn't. We didn't really talk. We didn't really talk about Moore or Garrett Wilson either. I just don't. I love those guys. I just don't know what it's going to look like with Wilson. I don't know what to expect. You'd think that, um, you know, some deep balls maybe with, with Wilson uh, that improves, but I think maybe the accuracy. You know, goes down from Flacco. So I just think I, I think I'm kind of against the Pittsburgh defense too. I think I'm just kind of seeing a week with Zach Wilson before I invest in any Jets receivers again. 
No, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, and I'm with you on this Bellinger call, on the Bellinger call. I didn't know anything about this guy, but it looks like he has a little bit of upside, and they don't have anybody to throw to. Yeah, I d- definitely like that. He's been getting on the field the last two weeks. I uh, scored a touchdown and then some targets. I, I, we're just, we're you're punting, but you're punting in a situation where they have nobody to throw to. So you hope uh, maybe they throw to him. Right. Uh, before we get out of here, we got to play a defense. Uh, what are you doing uh, this week at defense? I think that. Uh, as you look at it, you know, if you want, if you don't have the, you don't need to save the money. Dallas at 3,500 against the commanders looks amazing. They had about 4 million uh, uh, hurries last week against Daniel Jones. It was insane. Micah Parsons lived in the backfield. They, they just smoked that, uh, that Giants uh, offensive line. Uh, you got to think with, with Carson Wentz back there that Dallas, uh, you know, puts a lot of pressure on again. And we love that against Wentz, but they're 3,500. They're, they're not cheap. Also, uh, the Steelers are 3,600 going against the, the, the aforementioned Zach Wilson. We just talked about 3,600. Got to like that play. But if you want to get under 3,000 this week, where are you going? Yeah, so there's not like one that's going to be overly chalky like the last couple weeks. Yep. Um, and I just got to say about the Cowboys, you mentioned Micah Parsons. The, the, the week before that also against Burrow and Cincinnati. Yeah, that's right. They were um, all over they, the. Parsons and that defense are just a nightmare. Yeah. Um, these cheap guys or cheap defenses though. Yeah. I don't really have one. Um, I've seen, you know, the bears project. Okay. But I think just because it's a low total game against the giants, but I don't know, you know, Daniel Jones turns the ball over or at least he has in the past and they don't really have many weapons there. So I can see the bears. Um, I can also see the Broncos for the same 2,700, um nothing stands out too much though i don't know what about you uh i like two down here one of them you mentioned one of them is the broncos at 2700 i think that uh Derek carr has been shaky he's been he's been turning the ball over has not looked great and they everybody wanted to talk about how bad jimmy g looked last week how bad the niners offense looked but that broncos defensive line was absolutely all over the place they were they were rushing the edges uh you know jimmy's you know backing up out of the end zone taking sacks throwing interceptions but that line, I mean, I know Trent Williams got hurt, but even before that, they were really they were they were rushing Jimmy pretty good. So I think the Broncos defense um, lines up pretty well this week at, at, a, at a low price of twenty seven hundred. The other one I like is Tennessee against uh, against India at twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to go with the give me a cheap defense against Matt Ryan until it doesn't work kind of angle. And Matt Ryan looks yeah. awful back there. He he like he, he takes sacks, he fumbles. Like just, I think there's a lot, a lot of opportunities for big plays, and that's all you want with a defense as cheap as you know a quarterback yeah. who, will, who will do who will make it will make that mistake. And Ryan seems to be that guy right now. You know Tennessee is uh, we're kind of up in the air whether they're good or not, but uh, I think at Indy, uh, fast track their defensive line will get off the off the ball pretty well. And I think I like them to uh, to force Matt Ryan to do a couple of mistakes. Yep, I. I agree with you on that one. I think people will look at Tennessee for cash and sort of think this is the cheapest defense I'm comfortable with. So yeah. I think Tennessee will get uh, played in a lot of cash lineups. So I'm, I'm kind of a, uh, I'm a very kind of a small group this week. I think Tennessee and Denver down low and, and Dallas, if I have a, you know, I've, you know, a thousand bucks more to spend something like that. Uh, so I think those are my three. I don't think I'm going to veer off those too much. Uh, I see the, I see people liking the bears too. They're 2,700. You mentioned them. Um, and people no. also like uh, people also like the Steelers. Yeah, I don't know how you yeah. feel about that? Yeah, I mean, against Zach Wilson, you you got to like that. I think I like Dallas more at the exact same. Or they, they're a hundred dollars more, but almost the same yeah, price. So I think I'd go Dallas before I went Pittsburgh. But yeah, I think if you want to if you want to veer off there, they're thirty cents to spend some money. Uh, anytime you can go against Zach Wilson his first game, I got to like that. But uh, give me Dallas, Tennessee, and Denver. I think, and I'm gonna kind of just play those three and cir- circulate them between my lineups. Yep. 
Beautiful. I think we've kind of hit everybody in every angle. Is there anybody else you want to talk about? Uh, anything else on your mind before we jump out of here for week four? The season's going uh, going pretty fast. It's flying by, right? It is. It felt like it took forever to get here, and now now we blinked and we're in uh, we're in week four. Yeah, actually, I see only one guy I had highlighted that we didn't talk about. Do um, it. Yeah, just Najee Harris is projecting pretty well, uh, I think, based on a home matchup against the Jets. Do you have any thoughts on him? I just find myself not really playing a lot of Najee Harris. I don't love. Me too. I don't, I don't <laughs> love the. I don't love the offense. I think you look. You look at his game lines. He was ten for twenty three, fifteen for forty nine, fifteen for fifty six. Just like oh. But then they had the games last year where Ben targeted him 12 times. And we're not getting that either. He had three catches in week three. He was five for 40 in week two, but then two for three in week one. I mean, he's like the prime guy to me. Like, if he doesn't score, you're not going to get it. You're in trouble. Like, he's got to score maybe maybe twice to really work out. Um, he is uh, he is cheaper than we expected. He was 6,700. He was like a, in the guy that was in 8,000s last year at times. But by, by the end of the season, we catch all the passes. I just hate this offense. I don't like Trubisky. Um He's yeah, gonna no. if you want a talented guy and be different, I get it. There's just I think I'd, I'd play Javante Williams instead of him, and I'd play I might even play James Robinson over him too. I just I can't I don't think I can get there at the price. Okay, yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I just asked because it looks like he's gonna be, you know, maybe the fifth, sixth, seventh most popular running back this week. So you know, I think people see up there. Yeah, people see a um, home matchup against the Jets. They're like, yeah, I just want to get it on that. But I don't uh, I don't love the way Harris looks so far. Yeah, I'm with you. Beautiful. Well, I uh, we appreciate everybody uh, listening to the podcast. We appreciate all the comments we get. I had a couple of nice comments this week. Uh, someone in, I was talking about baseball, and but like it was like, oh, by the way, I love listening to you and Ryan on Friday. So we do appreciate that. If you could please rate and review the podcast, we appreciate that. Also helps uh, helps that a lot. Helps a long way to people finding the podcast, which is always a a really good thing. Also, if you want to follow Ryan on Twitter, he's at Ryan last name B E L O N G I A. I am at Scott Jenstad. That's spelled J E N S T A D. Other than that, I hope everybody has a really good uh, week four. Hopefully uh, hopefully, I can talk about a, a 49ers winning week next week because we haven't had many of those yet. But uh, we'll be back at you for week five next Friday. We look forward to that too. Hope everybody has a really good week four. Uh, good luck with your lineups and take care. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.